listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Conklin. In most of our episodes, we'll have a guest, a woman who is running on mission right where she's at. We pray this podcast leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news. Hey, friends. A few months ago, I sent a weird random DM to a gal who I had followed online for a few years, which honestly I'm starting to notice is how a lot of these podcast episodes begin. I watch someone online, I pay attention to the fruit in their life, I'm encouraged and inspired by it, and I want you guys to meet them. And so that is true for today's guest, Jelana Jones. She is an incredible leader. She's an incredible worship leader. She's a woman of God, and she has a beautiful heart for the women of our generation. And I cannot wait for you to get to know her and get to hear all about what God's teaching her right now. Hey friends, I am so excited about today's episode. We are with my friend. I'm calling us friends, though I really yeah. wish we were like the same city friends. Jelana <laughs> Jones, I'm thankful you're joining us today. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. I'm so excited. You don't even know. I'm like, this is such a full circle moment for me. So Ugh, I'm girl, honored. Thank girl, you. listen, yeah. well, this isn't the craziest thing I've asked you to do. Um, <laughs> And that's good. And we can, we can talk about that later, but you're, um, you're, you're not unfamiliar with me showing up in your DMs asking you weird stuff and that I'm grateful (laughs) for, (laughs) but tell us a little bit about what your life looks like, what mission looks like in your life. Tell us everything. Yeah. So right now I am a worship leader at Vintage Church in North Carolina. We have multiple campuses. So I specifically lead at the Durham, North Carolina campus. I started a podcast with my best friend, Jennifer, last year. So we're two seasons into that. I'm a daughter, a friend, a sister. I'm trying to try to see mission in, in all aspects of life. Yeah. But those are probably the, like the main things. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And I love your podcast. Sunday afternoon podcast is dreamy and it's the dreamy Sunday afternoon listen for sure. Thank you. That's, that's encouraging. Okay. Tell me how you got into worship leading. Like what was the, what was the genesis of that? Like I've been singing, I I hear all singers say this, but like since I could talk. So Mm. (laughs) I'm definitely in the same situation. Both my parents sang growing up in church. So I saw that on my life and participated in choirs all my life, but it wasn't until college that I actually considered worship leading. I think, you know, you're familiar as well. Like, I feel like there was a shift in the last 10 or 15 years, like in church where we shifted from like music directors and choirs to praise team and worship leading. So that was kind of like in transition in, in college age around when that was happening and I was becoming more familiar with it. And I was actually going to school for print newspaper journalism. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no one really uh, coached me on job security at the time, clearly. So <laughs> I wanted to be a writer, a very specific major. And I was, I ended up at a campus ministry one day and probably for the first, that's the first time I really felt the Holy Spirit in like a, a real way, like speak to me, like, this is what mm. you need to be doing life. And I tell people now it's funny because I, I didn't even conceptually know that worship leader was a thing that people did like as a career. I just knew like what I grew up doing. This is I sang. And so that's how I contributed. That's how I could contribute to 
the kingdom. So it's yeah. definitely um, unfolded in interesting ways over the last 10 years, but <laughs> that's kind of how, how it started. I love it. Now tell me the same for the podcast. How did that get started? And yeah, I'm curious about that conversation. Oh yeah. So Jennifer and I met in college as well. And we say that we're kind of like answered prayer friends Mm. because, (laughs) because we were both in the same season before we knew each other, like praying for like-minded friends. And we were, we were cities away. So it was, it was really interesting to see how the Lord did that and brought us together. But um, we ended up meeting in Atlanta my junior year of college, I think. And just over the course of that season and growing in the Lord, we started writing a blog, the Sunday afternoons blog mm. at the time. And we had a really, I'd say like, we had an interesting falling out probably a couple of years after where we, we actually weren't speaking for a while for various reasons. And we came back together in the last two or three years did a lot of healing. And it was kind of through that, that we were like, you know what, we really had something special going back then. And we, we wish that we would have, you know, been able to continue at that time to see what the Lord could do. So we were like, well, why don't we just do it again? You know, like, why don't wow. we just start? Yeah. And since it's, you know, no longer 2010, we, we were like, well, everyone's doing podcasts now. So <laughs> <laughs> Instead. Yeah. So that's kind of how that started. Okay. So something that I'm, I'm really grateful you, you brought that up. I don't know. I'm, I love, I love when we get to have honest conversations about friendships and, and conflict. And I think people say that some of the best relationships are one word out of conflict, but I really Mm -hmm. don't believe that most people actually believe that. No. I don't, I don't think so either. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's really hard to come back after that kind of like, extreme conflict but the people that I have in my life where I would say something similar like we didn't speak to each other for a season Mm -hmm. or we needed a little bit of space those tend to be the the women that I roll with for the longest Mm -hmm. yeah how has that been and so how long has it been since you guys have been like reunited back together um, I, I think it's taken different forms like we were really close in college and then yeah we definitely for probably like two or three years, just weren't really connecting that much. And then I moved from Michigan to Charlotte in 2014. We we kind of reconnected then, but she was still living in Atlanta and I was in North Carolina. So it wasn't until we both moved to Raleigh in 2017. Yeah. So like almost two full years now where we really, yeah, had to, we started living together. So then at that point it was like, okay, well, (laughs) (laughs) We need to figure this out. Like, clearly the Lord has brought us back together for a reason. And, you know, we both realized, like, at one point we were celebrating that this was a friendship that we prayed for. And just because we had some issues, it doesn't mean that that's not what God is still intending yeah. for our lives. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. What do you find bonds the two of you the most? Like, what do you find is your is your most common ground? Um... <laughs> She's gonna, she's gonna be so mad at me for saying this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll have her on next, and she'll get yeah. to answer the questions for herself. Well, we we laugh because like most of the time on our podcast, we end up talking about food, and we're like, yeah. "What is wrong with us?" No, it's real. <laughs> oh, what are you loving this week? Oh yeah, this new uh, snack that I found. It's like wow. So I think we we bond a lot over treats. Um, <laughs> I love it. 
and doing the podcast, honestly, and talking about the Lord. I think what I appreciate about Jennifer is that she is not afraid to talk about deep things. And she pushes me Mm. actually to like, you know, when I kind of want to shy away from being vulnerable, she's the one who like presses in and asks Mm. questions. And yeah, she Mm. challenges me in that way. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I did not prep you for this question. So you can decline or you can take a minute, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm curious, where do you see yourself in five years? Wow. That is really, really... I also don't think I've ever asked anyone that on the podcast. No. And what I have learned about you, Jess, is that you're really sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I feel like this was a Holy Spirit like question. So I'm definitely going to answer it because I otherwise might be disobedient to the Lord, but Mm. (laughs) thank you, you God. I felt the Lord speak to me a few months ago, actually, that because I I just turned 30 this year. And so Mm -hmm. this was kind of years and time has been on my mind a lot. And I felt like in five years, I'm going to kind of see the vision, realize that he spoke over me in college. Mm. And so, yeah, I spoke a little bit about it. But when when I was in college, in journalism school, not thinking about doing ministry at all, I ended up at a a passion conference in Atlanta with, you know, Louis Giglio and Sharif. Yeah. So I was was at a passion conference at the top of Phillips Arena, which where they had it. Now they have it like in football stadiums. But back then we were still in the like the basketball stadium. And I was like at the top watching Christy Knuckles sing Waiting Here for You. I I remember it so vividly. And like in that moment felt the Lord say, like, this is what you're going to do. Wow. And terrified. Like I did not like singing in front of people. So as soon as like, I felt that I'm looking around at like the 15,000 people mm. in the room. I'm like, what do you mean? This is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. You know? So ever since then, I, I totally shifted like my life plan. I don't think I'm going to be a journalist. Like I think the Lord wants me to be in ministry and work for him. So I've been pursuing that. And this year I, I did, I felt like, I don't know. I won't, I won't say like that is that was what's going to happen in five years, but I did feel like in these next five years, I'm going to really like see that come to fruition in different ways and like really feel the, the freedom to run in ways that I haven't. I agree. I just want to agree in Jesus name. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's, it's interesting what I know about you and what mm-hmm. other people might not know is that I know that it's not the fruit it's not like the size of the fruit that matters for you. Right. It's yeah. the obedience even more than yeah. the impact, Yeah. you know, and the obedience to say like, I'm, I'm catching your vision, God, I'm going to have patience yeah. and I'm going to show up and I'm going to continually lead people and care about people. And I really appreciate that. And it's, inter- it's also interesting sitting here at 35 where mm-hmm. it's funny. I just did an interview the other day with Laura Casey. These interviews will probably come out around the same time. Okay. And I was sharing with her the impact her ministry has had on me and going to an event that she had. And I think at the time I was probably 28. And Mm. the biggest part of my life outside my family at the time was our small business. And I, everyone had to stand up at her event and say, you know, what God was putting on their heart, what was shifting in them. And I I stood up and said, I don't think I'm supposed to be a business owner. I'm supposed to write books. And I think God's calling me to be a prophet for our generation to, to say hard things, but also live out hard things and talk about them through my words, use my words as I process them. And I was telling her it was crazy because that was, I was 28 and I'm 35 now. And my business is just now closing. It took, you know, seven years Mm 
for me to even see like the obedience part of the business coming to an end. But, you know, I was telling her at that point I had not written a single book and now I've written seven since then. That's insane. And I know like every, every minute I know even more so like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's not about, it's not about the size of the impact. Yeah. It's just about the obedience. And I love that it has to do with passion too, because my husband (laughs) and I both say like most of our biggest like God moment calls in our life have happened when we've been at a passion event. Seriously. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I feel that too. That's beautiful. I love that. I was going to say, like you said, like showing up, I think is what like God has been, has been really teaching me and showing me in these last few years. Like I can't, not that I don't focus on the fruit and the numbers because I can get you know caught up in that just as much as, as everyone, but I've just realized that it, it always changes. <laughs> so yeah. I can't, like go based off of my feelings. I think the biggest times where I've seen God show up were in spaces where I didn't want to show up, but I showed up anyway. Yeah. So I um, love that. Yeah, that's awesome. So what is it looking like right now, day in, day out? What does showing up look like? I mean, you can <laughs> say, you can answer this however you want, like logistically, yeah. spiritually, what does it look like? I was laughing before we started. I was like, this interview is coming at a really interesting time. Mm. <laughs> when, I read the, when I read that question, like, what is hard? I almost just started crying. I was like, uh, everything is hard. No. Oh. <laughs> no, but as hard as it is right now, seemingly for me, I have to remind myself every day, like I said, to show up in that when I do, like God has continuously like met me in that and shown me more of himself. So right now showing up looks like me coming in the office every day, making set lists, uh, leading a team for the first time by myself, leading a team of people who do the same thing that, that I do and some of them who've been doing it for longer in this space, but being confident that the Lord has placed me here in this position for a reason and just letting that free me up to love people, but also to lead with that confidence and not like second guess myself. Day-to-day worship leading, leading on stage every week. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Let's pause on the, he placed you where you're at on purpose. Cause I want to, I want to like share something that God put on my heart recently. And also like, just we'll dig in here for a second. So does it feel like a struggle for you to believe that he's placed you there on purpose? It does when I feel like people, wow, we're going to get really real. Let's when go. People, <laughs> yeah, when people question whether or not I should be there. It's really hard for me to not then internalize it and and question it myself. When I feel like I need to explain and prove every decision that I make as a leader or, you know, yeah, I, I, it's a conscious effort for me to not like in my mind go, should I be doing this? You know, should I not be doing this? Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. So yeah, I have to, I have to, I think daily remind myself, like, you know, if God, if I believe God is sovereign, then I have to believe that I'm here. Yeah. Do you have examples of what makes you feel like people question your capacity or your ability or your, or God's intentionality to put you there? And I'm, and I'm curious yeah. because I feel like for a lot of us, we're experiencing like overt criticism sometimes, like you shouldn't mm-hmm. be there. <laughs> Yeah. And <laughs> and sometimes what's interesting to me, the overt criticism is easier to combat. Sometimes it's the subtle that's harder for me. So I'm curious if you have an example of a statement that feels safe to share where you feel like your your placement has been questioned. I think for me, I've been wanting to explore more 
freedom in worship. And I think I've been surprised by the feeling that I have to like kind of drag people into that. And so there have been times where I've been wanting to like create space, like practically in the, in the worship set where we, you know, extend a song or go back to a, a chorus or whatever. And I've had people kind of make comments about that, like, well, you're going to sing whatever I put, whatever slide I put up, or mm. you're going to, you know, like that kind of yeah. stuff. The fact that I have to convince you that we want to worship in the spirit, it, like, that's yeah. I'm like, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not doing the right thing for this body. Yeah. So it's like, as you stretch, as you want to mm-hmm. kind of like stretch or grow, yeah. that you feel some resistance. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Mm-hmm. Mine are interesting. Like I definitely feel that yeah. with the stretching and the growing I've had, you know, I've had moments where I've felt really bold to say, I think we should go to this place mm-hmm. emotionally or spiritually or mentally. And, I, and I've had people say like, nobody wants to go there, you know, or, mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, who are you to, to think that we all should go there? Yeah. You know, but it's also the small things for me. I'm going to, this is a, a complete aside and I'm getting somewhere, yeah. but the other day I, I wore something to church <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, which is good. You should put clothes on. <laughs> and someone said, you're the only person who could pull that off. Hmm. And it like, I don't know why, but it, it, that is, that sounds so dumb, but it's super messed with me and my calling, which is really interesting, which is not their fault. That's me. And that's the enemy, you know, using words and twisting words, but thanks for letting us pause on that. But here's the, here's the heart thing I wanted to share about God placing where you're at on purpose. That's a phrase I use a lot. Like he's placed Mm -hmm. me where I'm at on purpose. He's placed you where you're at on purpose. It's, you know, the heart of go and tell gals. We believe God's placed women where they're at on purpose for the good of others and the glory of God. And this past weekend I was on a women's retreat and we ended the retreat with like a a period of quiet. We did like a half day silent retreat Mm -hmm. where we just let God kind of seal in and soak in what we had been learning And it was so good. (laughs) Also, I can't suggest it enough. Best way ever to end a women's retreat. In the midst of that time, God said to me, you believe that I've placed you where you're at on purpose, but you still struggle to believe that I've made you who you are on purpose. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's really different. Yeah, that's really different. And I struggle to understand that when God makes things, it's not like how, when I make things, right. When God makes things, it's not an accident that they're good. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like look at it with surprise and think like, Oh, that one turned out. Okay. <laughs> right. But when I make something, I'm like, well, there was a potential that was not going to be good. Right. You know, there is, and, and very often, whether it's like a muffin or a piece of art or, you know, a book, (laughs) there's, there's a huge potential for it to be fallible. But with him, when he sets out to make something, it's so intentionally, there's no doubt in his mind that it's going to be good. And the variable isn't on the thing that he's making, you know, there's, there's no variable with him. Yeah. If he's making it, it's good. So it's just interesting, like how that impacts our calling to not Mm -hmm. only believe that he's placed us where we're at on purpose, but that he's made us intentionally with what that place needs. Right. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. So and like the sensitivity that I like to, to oppress or suppress, he's like, yeah. no, I think that's you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I gave that to you on purpose. And that disrupting part of your spirituality that's like, we need to press in here. Mm -hmm. We need to hold here. We need to pause here. That that's just really, really, really intentional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to go there by myself, I think is what I need to to remember. And because I'm I'm not by myself, but I think I even shy away from that in this because I feel like, well, if I'm the only one feeling this and then I'm going to go by myself and that's not what my job is. But sometimes I think I'm just, I'm thinking this out loud as I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I, think I need to go ahead of the people that I'm leading. Like that's the whole point, right? We can't, mm. I can't keep place I've never been. Yeah. So, and sometimes I need to do that on stage. Wow. <laughs> right wow. Of, yeah. That's really good. Okay. So on that note, how can we be praying for you as you keep moving forward using what God's given you? I think praying for confidence in this season to just for God to continue to show me who he is and that he's with me, and that he's walking with me, because that's what it boils down to. That's what's going to matter. You know, if I'm obeying him and following the leading of his voice, like the right people are going to be with me. Um, yeah. So yeah. I love that. I love that. That's so good. And I should follow up now to the story that I opened, which is how we got to meet in the flesh is that I landed in your DMs, which I think you were actually taking an Instagram break. So then I had to hunt down your phone number, (laughs) which I can only imagine maybe was jarring. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I'd feel if somebody like dug around with, with acquaintances and got my phone number, but I knew I really, really needed you to lead worship at our go and tell gals event. The first one we had in August, and it was such a poignant moment and such a marked mm-hmm. moment for women and and so many women, you know, we started it as we're just going to have this live podcast. And then I was like, we should have worship too. And yeah. we hear from women every single week that say that was a life changing day in their life and in their calling. Yeah. And I'm so glad you got to be there for it. And I'm so thankful you said yes. (laughs) Yeah, that definitely was for me as well. And that's why I feel like this morning was full circle because that at the end of the summer, you know, I just felt so freed up and charged and encouraged to, to run on mission, you know, like we talked about. And even through like the, the harder seasons that I didn't see coming, like I still point back to that day and it's like, no, this is what I'm called to do. Like I had never, you know, felt more confirmed I don't think, you know, in this calling than, than that night. So, wow. Well, I love you. I'm so excited to keep watching what God's doing in your life over the next few years. I am really, really, really grateful to get to learn from you as you follow him. And we'll be praying for you for that boldness and confidence and, and just continued exploration of who he's made you to be and who he's made you to lead. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) 